0: Happy St. Patty's Day! We're going to talk about food tonight. We're going to play you the best video ever. We're going to talk about two different justice systems in the great Michael Malice. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. Let's talk about the system. You know, violence is horrible, is it not? I hate it. You hate it. It's ugly. It's ugly. No one likes it. And when you look at the history of the world and you look at violent uprisings that have happened, civil wars, massive rebellions, things like that, there is a pretty consistent theme with almost all of them, with almost every single one of them. And that, that theme is this. There is a segment of the population, large or small, A segment of people and they feel as if they cannot get justice they feel as if there is no recourse at all even if even if justice isn't blind and justice has never been blind there at least it needs to be the illusion that things are fairly even out there that if I am wronged that I'll be able to seek justice through legitimate means If I come home today and I find out somebody has uh, punched my wife in the face at the gas station, well, we live in a society where I'm expected to pick up my phone, call the police, and expect that the police will go find the person who punched my wife, put him in handcuffs, throw him in a dark hole for a while. That's my expectation. Now, what if that doesn't happen? not just to me what if that's the norm i come home someone's punched my wife i call the police hey guys uh go arrest this guy and they go yeah right no thanks click and that's not just a one-off what if that becomes a consistent thing whenever someone is wrong we pick up the phone call the cops oh we're not doing anything how does that end does it end with no justice or does it end with me having to go knock on somebody's door and handle it in my own way. Well, that's a small level. On a macro level, societies need to feel like justice can be had. And I think this Jesse Smollett story is actually bigger than people think. You see, Jesse Smollett. Everyone knows the story by now. It's kind of hilarious. We've laughed about it before on this show. He's some jerkwater actor. Nobody really knew. Does a fake hate crime on himself at 2 a.m. in Chicago. Claims he was attacked by MAGA supporters. And it was obvious, the story. The system tried to tell you it was real right off the bat. But even that fell apart in less than 24 hours. We're all looking at the news saying, "That, uh, that doesn't seem right at all. So it falls apart, obviously. And then charges were dropped against him and then that looked so bad that they decided hey we got to step in and do something because it was obvious to everyone he'd committed a crime it's a crime to lie to the police like that and finally he had his trial and he just got convicted got sentenced to 150 days in jail for a very obvious crime i mean it's one of those ones it's a no-brainer everyone can see it everyone knows what happened it's very very obvious okay so it's good right justice is done he's going out to spend 150 days in jail don't lie to the cops good lesson learned right Well, here's the Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Collars. she put out this call.
1: Cullers here, I'm just logging in because I'm in Chicago and was able to see Jesse today. And he's strong, but what's happening inside is just, it's just unacceptable. We just need folks to keep tagging Free Jesse, um, keep posting. Um, We need folks to call um, the jails and check up on him
0: but also say that you think he should be freed. Okay. Well, no big deal, right, Jesse? It's just some idiot, some Black Lives Matter communist saying to free him. Yeah, except he's out now. He's out. Beep. Out on bond, pending his appeal. Guy spent about 15 minutes in jail. Now, if this was some isolated one-off incident, it would be nothing, right? Okay, so a corrupt prosecutor, maybe corrupt judge, who knows some corruption in there, but no. This has been a consistent theme, especially over the past few years in this country. If you're part of the left in any way, you are protected and coddled beyond belief by the system. But if you're not part of the left, if you're not part of the system, if you're not part of the acceptable in crowd, well, you get very much the opposite treatment. Look no further than the January 6th protesters. Okay, look, some of these people just simply wandered into the capital many of them there's several eyewitnesses several videos that are out there that show this many of them felt like they were welcomed in the cops stood by and kind of waved them on in and these people many of these people who committed no acts of violence their lives have been destroyed i I take that back destroyed is probably not fair some of their lives have ended matthew perna not even in his 40s yet, just killed himself. Several of these people are in medically terrible situations. Several of them have lost their jobs. Most of them have lost their jobs. Some have lost their wives and husbands. What we've done to these people is not just absurd. When you compare it to the treatment of people on the left, it's flat-out criminal. Oh, don't get me wrong, one of them definitely paid the ultimate price. Michael Byrd, he of course pulled out a weapon and shot Ashley Babbitt, shot her and killed her right in front of a bunch of people. He paid the price, he got interviewed by NBC. No wrongdoing, no nothing. He got to do a cushy interview with NBC to pad his resume and make himself look good and he's free as a bird today after shooting someone in the face who posed no danger to him whatsoever. Now, maybe you're sitting there saying, Jesse, those two things are different. January 6th, people committed a crime. Look, none of that matters. Actually, your opinion on either of those stories, Smollett or January 6th, don't matter at all. My opinion of this doesn't matter at all. What you have to understand is a narrative is being built A consistent narrative is being built in the minds of half this country, and they believe they cannot get justice. They believe if you're on the left, you get off scot-free, and if you're on the right, you're going to have the book thrown at you. And that is a dangerous situation, when you have this simmering, seething anger from the right and they believe there's no justice to be found. But wait, there's actually more. Freedom. We use that word a lot, don't we? Freedom this. Freedom, land of the free. Freedom this. But let's always keep in mind that word actually has meaning way, way, way beyond something we pull out on the 4th of July. It means freedom from people controlling you, controlling your life. Government, big tech, everything you care about. Help us fight for
1: it. Visit slash support to learn how you can help.
0: People are getting destroyed right now economically as well, and that's going to play into this. If you're already feeling like you don't have justice, if you're already feeling like the system is working against you and working for the left, if you just experienced two years of your government at various levels abusing you at every turn, mask up, get a vaxxer, you're fired, stand six feet away. If you've experienced that and you're already at the seething level of anger, well, how are you feeling now when you can't afford to fill up your car? I've been bringing it up. I'm gonna keep bringing it up over and over and over again. I keep soliciting stories from people on how gas prices, on how all these things are affecting their lives, destroying their lives, and it's very ugly out there. People worried about their marriages. People having to work second jobs, people having to quit their jobs, move, people having to move their parents in with them, people unable to afford medicine, people unable to afford food. Okay, so we already had half the country with a simmering, seething sense of anger. We now have stories like this, quote, my wife travels 130 miles a day for work. She received a promotion to work in the other town. All of her raises have gone to gas and the mileage on her car is insane. I'm taking a demotion so we can move so there will be a lot less travel. Inflation plus gas has killed us. Another one. I'm selling everything I can. I'm working around the clock to provide for my kid and animals. I've worked for years to get to this position where I could. On and on and on. I have an asphalt business. The price has gone way up. Diesel to run my trucks and machines is well over $5 a gallon here. My prices have had to go up, and it's starting to scare customers away. Dan, nobody covers this because it's boring. Fixed income retiree hurt by food and gas to the tune of $300 a month so far. Oh, hum, but take that story times $20 million or so, and it's significant. Oh, wait, I'm not done. Another one. I'm a disabled widow. Everything is costing more, and it's tough on a fixed income. My husband left me a pension, but they've reduced it. I'm, I'm still not finished. This guy, Darren, I've been working from home, and I live 90 minutes from my office. Spend an extra $200 a month on gas means I won't be able to afford piano lessons for my daughter once we get forced back into the office, or we'll have to move. Finally, I had somebody write into me. Said he's been in trucking since 1980. And I want you, to, before I read this, and I want you to keep in mind, we've done this before, we're going to do it again. People undersell the importance of trucks in trucking. I want you to look around you right now. You're probably watching me in your house or maybe you have the first TV app at an airport or somewhere, but it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. I want you to look around you. How many things around you have been on a truck at one point? Virtually all of them. Trucking, runs your country. I want to make sure everyone understands that before I read this. 61 years old, insurance, tires, labor rate. Look at that thing. Look at, look at those numbers. Look at it. Look at what he's going through. He might have to do something else. That's how bad it is. And I keep hearing this from retirees. I might have to go do something else. I might have to quit. Look at my costs. Look at what he says right there about the loan. That's not a very long loan. Do the math of a truck costs $150,000, $200,000 and you can only get a 72 month loan like he says right there. And now the cost of everything is going up. Gas prices are going up. Well, 61 year old trucker, he can't make it. What's the butt gig solution?
1: we need to make sure that there is less pressure on family budgets from transportation, which is often the second biggest budget item after housing itself. One of the tools that that we have in our toolkit to do that is to make sure there's access to excellent public transportation.
0: Yes, who doesn't want to take public transportation? After all, there's only been a 475% increase in violent crime. Stop trucking! stop driving to work just go get stabbed on the subway sounds like such a great time i swear look i want you i want you to watch this and i want you to watch this very closely watch this person when this person is presented with your struggles
1: Basically, if the administration or congress should pursue you know a standalone clean energy package this crisis in
2: uh in europe and the crisis our allies are facing And the reduction
1: of supply of uh, natural gas and oil from Russia creates a moment that we should be acting. This is a moment to have this happen. It's an urgent moment.
0: An urgent moment. A moment we should be acting now what she's saying there is she's saying we need to do everything we can to make sure you're not getting slaughtered at the gas pump to make sure you can afford groceries oh no 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 that's jennifer granholm the transportation secretary in case you couldn't tell she's saying this is an urgent moment to slam more climate change down everyone's throat that's the thing about the communists these people are such such monsters they're not swayed in the least about you getting crushed. That's what drives me most crazy about all this. They don't care at all. Half of them are thrilled. It's an opportunity. Isn't this great? Look, these people are monsters. Maybe of all the monsters on the left, the climate change people might be the biggest monsters. In fact, you could probably make an argument that climate change people are the biggest monsters in the history of mankind. Yep, I said it and I meant it. Because think about the policies they want. Elimination of oil and gas. They don't even want you cutting down forests anymore. No more wood for you. When you take a step back and you consider the policies that climate change nut jobs actually want, they would cause more death than Mao, Stalin, Hitler, combined, undoubtedly. Billions would die. And yet they push and they push and they push without a second thought. They could read all those emails I just read to you, all those comments. And it wouldn't sway them a bit. They're not swayed even that much. These evil monsters lead this country. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Chef Andrew Gruel is going to join us next. We're going to talk a little bit about some Irish cuisine. We're going to talk about what he's seeing as far as inflation and gas prices. He's a restaurant owner. I know I'm talking to them, and they're getting slammed out there. So that's coming up here in just a second. Now let's talk about something healthy. You know I dipped. For a long time dip tobacco and if you've dipped tobacco for any length of time you probably know it's addictive I want one to this day I don't dip anymore but to this day I want one when I get done doing the show tonight there's probably going to be a moment where I have a craving doesn't matter how long I've quit that's why I have black buffalo you see black buffalo doesn't have all the harmful filth that regular dip does in it yet I can still take a black buffalo dip It feels the exact same as normal dip in my lip. I can have pouches or long cut. It feels the same as a normal dip. I can get the same flavor. They have tons of flavors. I still get a little nicotine fix out of it. And I don't have all those other nasty things in there. If you're looking to quit or you've already quit and you're looking to stay that way, try some Black Buffalo. Go to blackbuffalo.com and use the code JESSE and that actually gets you 25% off your first order. BlackBuffalo.com code Jesse. We'll be back. Well, I was looking forward to this. I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day. We have inflation crushing the restaurant industry, and we have to talk about Irish food or lack thereof so let's begin with the serious stuff with my friend chef andrew gruel of course the chef and owner of slapfish chef we all are experiencing inflation and gas prices in our own way but everyone loves a restaurant especially everyone loves a family-owned restaurant what is it like what are you getting what aren't we seeing that you see
2: yeah look it's a lot worse out there than they want to lead on so of course i i gotta say this has been going on now for at least 12 to 18 months. So it's not like this is suddenly new. It's just been multiplied. It's been exacerbated by you know, myriad issues over the past couple of weeks. But uh, it's no longer now about prices increasing at such a rapid rate. It's now about being able to get product in general. Um, uh, and if we can't get the product, anything that's being subbed out is going to come in at a cost at least five to ten times more than there was originally or more than the price was originally. In addition to the fact that labor is still really tough, it's a hard labor market. So now if you're trying to automate things, which seems to be the new push, everybody is racing to try and make those investments into digitizing either their kitchens or mechanizing, you know, kind of the front of the house through kiosks or what have you. Silicon Valley has now hiked up the prices on all of those services like 100 hundredfold. So we're just getting stabbed all around.
0: Okay, so let's let's focus on the labor market part of it there. I don't understand, Chef. I've been told there are so many people out of work. Why can't you find workers? Because they've left
2: the workforce altogether. So people have left the workforce altogether. They're, um, you know, they've even either subscribe to government programs they've been able to liquidate some of their 401k to basically just not work and then ultimately try and kind of shuffle their way through kids are living with their parents again 30 year olds 35 40 year olds living with their parents that seems to be happening a lot not necessarily needing the uh needing the job and then just waiting on the next step right waiting on some line of credit if you will from the government to kind of figure this thing out
0: chef does that put you in a bind i mean you're running the place and if you have someone who's an idiot do you feel like i probably shouldn't fire that guy maybe i shouldn't even reprimand that guy because i don't have someone else who's going to come in here and wash dishes
2: yeah look that's a great point you bring up i mean jokes aside really that's what it comes down to right now sometimes it's the warm body analogy and uh you know go go with that where you will I'll, i'll leave that to twitter but uh you're right in the absence of qualified staff right now, it's just about staff in general. It's no lie. I've got my kids washing dishes in the restaurants right now. I mean, my one-and-a-half-year-old, his fingers can get into those pots and pans. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, some some sausage-fingered 50-year-olds can't do it the way my one-and-a-half-year-old can.
0: Out of way. Vic, teach them while they're young, chef. All right, one yes. more thing before we move on to Irish and Ireland and food and things like that. Are you finding customers understanding when you have to increase prices? I mean, everyone loves everyone loves the special. Everyone loves the I'm going to go get my lobster sandwich at Slapfish for so-and-so, and now it's $2 more. Are they getting it? Are they not getting it? Are you finding the public understanding? They don't understand it because
2: Everybody has been pigeonholed into this notion of just gas prices increasing and not understanding that the gas prices are kind of the tip of the spear. And everything else beyond that is also increasing as a result of both the increase in the price of gas and oil, but also just the general inflationary pressure that we've seen because the government has put so much money into the economy. So if gas prices go up, just imagine that behind that things are going up 10 or 20 fold. So price of goods, food, et cetera, paper product, packaging, you name it. So when we increase the prices, which we have to do, and we can never do it the rate at which true inflation is taking effect, there is a ton of pushback. And you really have to spend that time educating the consumers. You're always going to have those brands, right, those subpar brands that just manage and can maximize economies of scale based upon the fact that they kind of own the supply chain who can keep their prices low for a little while. But even those brands are going to be increasing their prices, not necessarily at the same rate of those independent restaurants. So giving those local businesses the opportunity, the mom and the mom-and-pops, the one-offs, even a couple restaurant unit groups is much more powerful to giving Main Street a voice than it is shuffling everything to Silicon Valley or Washington, D.C., for that matter.
0: Chef, finally, it is obviously St. Patrick's Day, as you well know, and as somebody of of Irish descent, uh, I'm perfectly willing to admit that food isn't necessarily our specialty, but are there any Irish cuisines at all that, that, that actually make the chef gruel list of something that you would eat?
2: Yeah, and let me say two things. Number one, if you notice, I'm not wearing a hard green right now because I'm in somewhat of a protest. I've read some St. Patrick's old tweets, and uh, they're definitely cancelable. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm protesting a little bit. But uh, on the food side of it, look, Guinness and beef stew. It's probably one of their best dishes. So take the beer, braise your beef in the beer, and you've got yourself a nice hearty stew with those sticky potatoes in there. That's what you got to do. Put everything else aside. Nobody wants to be reeking the room out with cabbage parts all day.
0: Man, it is so true. We, we, are not, we are not a culinary people. Chef Andrew Gruel, thank you so much, my brother. Thanks for having me. Look, I. I wish we were better at it. Right? I'll tell you, in my old hometown, we actually had an Irish restaurant. It popped up out of nowhere, and it, it wasn't like it was poorly managed. It was first rate staff and all that stuff. They brought it in, did it right, nice place. I think they went under in like six months. <laughs> All right. We still have more show for you. But first, you email. I know you do. I know you have an email. You understand that if you have the traditional email services, those emails are not secure. It's not just that they're reading your emails and collecting your data. I mean, that alone would be bad enough, right? Okay, so they're collecting everything you're saying. They're collecting your information and giving it away. They're selling it to other people. Do you think these tech companies who are collecting your information are on your side? How many things in your email do you think they would consider to be extremist? Get some secure email, S-E-K-U-R. They're outside of the reach of big tech because they've based themselves in Switzerland. Switzerland and you can have secure email for $7.50 a month if you go to secure.com and use the code JESSE. $7.50 a month to have email they're not stealing? Ah, yeah, that is stealing. Secure.com with a K, promo code JESSE. We'll be back.
1: And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I, 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 I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone <laughs> will mean. <laughs> if you, if you would have to shoot down Russian planes? I mean. Of course! So, conventional <laughs> war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Hi. <laughs>
0: i still don't know what my favorite part of the video whether it's freedom isn't free or she just runs out of the gash and said listen thank you (laughs) joining me now my friend michael malice author of the great books the new right and the anarchist handbook michael i obviously i cringe and i cry when i watch it but i love that video so much it so perfectly sums up the people who lead this country
3: yeah i i gotta tell you i was born ukraine when it was the soviet union And there is a large amount of, um, I don't know if contempt's the word, but the impression is that Americans are by and large clueless around about the rest of the world, something as an American now I kind of resent. But then, you know, you see this video she they kind of make a good argument. Um, It's it's really kind of disturbing to see how quickly uh, politicians especially are willing to shoot off the hip uh, when it comes to people dying and war and, and something that's an extremely complex issue which no one would deny except maybe for, you know, the Republican AOC over here.
0: Okay, uh, why, Michael? Why are they? Because you're right. I mean, they'll just flippantly do things, vote for things, say things that get people killed. I mean, I'm a jerk. Everyone knows that. You definitely are, but you wouldn't do something like that. Even that would that would not occur to you to to get somebody hurt just firing off your mouth some way. But they do, and they do so with regularity. Regularity. Why?
3: Yeah, when I want to hurt someone, I want to hurt someone. Not just with my words, I want to hurt their soul. Um, they do with regularity because they have no accountability or consequence for the behavior. And we saw this just recently with the lockdowns. You know, For two years, all the incentives for politicians, both Republicans and Democrats, were to have as authoritarian and draconian measures as possible because as soon as they tried to loosen up on either masks or vaccine mandates or lockdowns, corporate media outlets would right away tell them they're trying to kill grandma. So the incentives were entirely in one direction. And here it's the same thing. Unless you're saying we have to do everything in our power to help Ukraine and everything in our power would include nuclear war. Well, then obviously you're a Nazi and you're perfectly comfortable with one country invading another and conquering it. So I, I think we're taught since kindergarten in government schools and in our you know, corporate-based entertainment system that everything can be reduced to cowboys and uh, kind of this Wild West thing. There's the good guy, there's the bad guy. And once you know who the good guy is, you got to help him and you got to stop the bad guy and that's all there is to it.
0: Michael, as you mentioned, you obviously have some history in this area. So I'm just going to flat out hand you the floor. What are your thoughts on everything we've seen? Take your time. I'm, I'm curious, you and I haven't talked about this privately yet. What do you think about all this?
3: Well, I just raised... Um, you know 5 grand to help ukrainian refugees my dad had business in ukraine he escaped uh, and now you had a million plus people who are quite logically fleeing the country because of the the invasion so my thoughts as with my work with north korea is always with the ukrainian uh, civilians and it's also with the russian civilians who are who are hurting enormously uh, as a consequence of this war which I gotta tell you, you would think because I'm born there I have a little bit of understanding far more than most Americans, I suppose, uh, of this region that I have some particularly good insight and unlike, you know, the congresswoman over there, I can't say that I particularly do. I think it's very disturbing what we're seeing, the images. Uh, I want to believe that this is just war propaganda, but at this point it's almost impossible to claim that's the case and uh, when you see, you know, maternity wards being bombed and, and, you know, Children with social media in hiding. Uh, and you're a dad. I mean, your thoughts can only be like this has to end as soon as possible. And Putin needs to be clearer about why he's doing what he's doing and what his end game is and what his end goal is. And I think the faster we get to diplomacy, and that same goes for the other side. I mean, are we going to go to a situation where he's allowed to retreat, and then everyone's just going to shrug their shoulders and let him stay in power? That doesn't sound like something they're going to be happy doing, with, doing either. So, I'm very upset uh, at, at what is going on. So, oh, yeah, these these images are just horrifying.
0: What what's a realistic? goal for us here? Because I'm not naive. Obviously, everyone wants the the plucky Ukrainians to step up and wipe out the Russian army. And Vladimir Putin gets, gets taken out by someone in his own government. And we all live happily ever after as the Russian menace retreats behind the border. But I wasn't born yesterday. And I don't think that's going to happen. So what's a realistic goal for this thing to end?
3: Uh, I don't know because we don't know what his. Re- I mean, he claims his motivations are he doesn't want NATO on his border, but at the same time he's moving his borders closer to NATO. If they agreed right now, like we're going to promise Ukraine never becomes part of NATO, I don't think he's going. Putin would retreat. And even in that case, you have a situation where this is the Thatcher argument. We're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. This was a Thatcher argument: with the Falklands, when the when the Argentinians invade the Falkland Islands, which are near them and a the property of the UK. She said, and. and Reagan and Al Hague, who was Secretary of State at the time, said, let's negotiate. She goes, you don't negotiate after they've invaded. You don't give an inch after aggression has started. Beforehand, you can talk till you're blue in the face. But once, you know, military forces have crossed borders, that's not the time to validate what they, what aggression. So, uh, and I think certainly mem- members of the EU and members of NATO are regarding things in that regard, in that sense. You don't let a foreign country invade and then just shrug your shoulders when they retreat. Uh, I, I, the only way out I can see is that they somehow force Putin to resign and make him the fall guy for this. But other than that, even the other way, if Putin conquers Kiev and says Ukraine is now part of Russia, it's not like the U.N. is going to be like, well, he got this one, so now it's part of Russia. It doesn't end that way either.
0: Yeah, that's ugly. President Joe Biden was on video yesterday, had something to say about Putin. <laughs> No.
3: One minute
1: later.
2: Oh, I, I I think
0: he is a war criminal.
2: Well,
1: he's a war criminal. I don't think there's any
0: question. Yeah, I, look, I don't think there's any question that he is a war criminal, but I, I do think it's odd that the president who drone strike ten innocent people in Afghanistan would point at anybody and claim they're a war criminal. Let's be honest, we committed a war crime, then we investigated ourselves and decided nobody did anything wrong, no one got demoted, no one even got a little slap on the wrist. Yeah,
3: I mean, not just tennis and people. Well, the majority of those people that we drove and killed were children. So let, let's be yep. clear. These weren't adults who were kind of you know, in the service of the military or something like that. Uh, you know, President Biden, when he was running for for the highest office, was making the point that his support of the Iraq war was a mistake. But if that were the case, as soon as he gets into office, uh, he reverted back to his kind of war hawkish way. So uh, I'm very glad that we haven't gotten more involved a certain sets of boots on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, I am concerned about an escalation, especially with a country that has nuclear weapons uh, and, and is so belligerent, and especially I'm concerned about pushing Putin toward uh, China and having that kind of, you know, Dugin, who is uh, one of Putin's mentors, has this vision of having a multipolar world, and one of those polls would be Russia and China kind of working together to counterbalance the West and Western liberal democracy, and that is something that I think people in, in Western media don't really discuss or talk about. Uh, when you're talking about seizing bank assets and then China's going to say, for example, our, your bank assets would be safer with us, that is going to incentivize a lot of businesses and wealthy individuals to put their money elsewhere, which would cause uh, a dollar to lose some of its value, which would hurt very many people, especially poor people in this country.
0: All right, finally. Nancy Pelosi, I am I am grateful that she seems like she is all over the situation. Here's a video from today. ...is another way we can get that done, and that's what people are looking into. Uh, it, what you saw yesterday was history later at the lunch, just maybe you might want to watch. I'm going to be reading a, a poem written by Bono about Ukraine, which you might find interesting. Let me see a poem from bono uh my, michael how did we get to a place in a country where these are our leaders well i mean i i was ha- starting having an
3: answer but we'd have a copyright infringement strike on th- this video do you remember jesse you and i are old enough to remember when george w bush was president and he couldn't get a sentence out and he it was a complete joke 24 8 on late night television and on the internet and now we have both a president and a speaker of the house who are completely capable of using basic English, and no one seems to be ma- making an issue of this. I, I This is really kind of disturbing. But you know what? Bono's done a lot of good work. And frankly, if I had to choose between the three, Biden, Pelosi, and Bono, to broker a piece, I think he'd be the best at it, and I think you'd agree.
0: <laughs> Am I wrong? That's actually not wrong. That's wrong. Uh, his name's Michael Malice. The book's the new right. I highly recommend it. Thank you, my brother.
3: Always a pleasure, Jesse.
0: He's not wrong. It's a, you know what? I, I take it back. Bring in Bono. Gosh, jeez. All right. We talk a lot about playing offense. Coming up next, we have somebody who's playing offense. Gosh, I love it. I can't wait to talk to this guy. But first, it's allergy season. I don't have to convince you. I know you walk out to your car in the morning, and you're probably already getting that little film of pollen on there. You can draw your name in it, and you think to yourself, oh, gosh, I got the, the sniffles just thinking about it. Get an Eden Pure thunderstorm. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and actually get three of them. I own three of them. I keep one in my room, one in the son's room, one in the general living area. Not only is it cleaning the virus and mold out of my air all the time, not only does it make my home smell perfectly clean at all times, it takes care of my allergies. I don't even take allergy medication anymore. EdenPureDeals.com, but here's the deal. If you use the code JESSE, You get a three pack for under 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com, code Jesse, three pack for under 200 bucks. We'll be back. How often do we talk about playing offense? Enough defense, playing offense. We are right, they are wrong let's get them on the wrong foot let's get them off ballots and knock them out for once no more this ah, i i want to be nice i i hope no one says anything mean to me you should pray they say mean things about you they're evil when you're not and so i was thrilled when i saw my friend terry schilling president of the american principles project put out an ad like this
3: That's how we should. You know, like get down with yourself, explore your own body. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. All ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. Kids touch themselves, kids start to ask questions, and we teach them the language for their body. That's your nose, touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body.
0: Expose them for the freaks they are. Joining me now, Terry Schilling. Terry, so simple. You didn't have to do anything fancy. Here's them in their own words. Here's what they'd like to do to your kids. Why is it Terry Schilling and not Kevin McCarthy running that ad?
1: You know, Jesse, thanks so much for having me. I don't know. And frankly, I I was telling my friends before this, I feel like the smartest kid in kindergarten because what I'm doing (laughs) isn't rocket science, right? It's it's just exposing these people in their own words we don't have to lobby any accusations against them they're saying all the quiet parts out loud right like they're they're encouraging children toddlers to abuse themselves right like this is what every mom in america used to tell their kids growing up don't touch your private spots get your hands out of there like these people are crazy Uh, there's that tweet you know from aaron mcintyre they're just evil and they want to deal kids and that's real and these are the people driving the democratic party it's terrible and we're gonna expose it.
0: They are t- They are awful, and not only are they wrong, and we're right, but the majority of America is absolutely with us, 61% of Democrats are actually with us on something like that. We have poll after poll after poll that comes out saying, parents don't want this crap pushed on their kids Okay, so that's not up for debate. We're right, there, wrong, and the public is with us. Why does the Republican Party not seize on this and run on this? If I have to see one more freaking Republican ad about low taxes, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: No, exactly. Look, the, the Republican Party inter, internalized after decades of thinking that social issues and fighting in the culture were losing issues. They've internalized that they're losing issues. They don't like talking about them because they're icky, right? I, I had to start running campaign ads showing dudes in women's sports crushing the competition just to get these guys talking about the trans issue. They're losers, they're timid. And Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, even Glenn Youngkin. This next generation of of American politicians are changing the game, and it's coming at the perfect time when we need them the most. I wish they were involved earlier. I I wish Donald Trump ran for president in 2008. We would be not in this mess, Uh, but this is what we're dealing with. But these guys, we need to make them feel the pressure, right? And and frankly, Jesse, this is the fault of the pro-family movement. They got out of politics. They, they abandoned the, the political battlefield and went to the culture, whatever the hell that means. We have to hold these guys accountable. We have to beat the crap out of them. You probably saw our ads in, in Texas, right? Going after Greg Abbott for not doing anything to protect kids from sex changes. These are the things we have to do. We have to hold them accountable and make them feel the heat.
0: Uh, Totally agree, and to to a point you just brought up there about how people who are pro family on the right. You know, we can use uh, the Christian church is actually a great example of this. Christian church pulls away, pulls out of politics. They don't want to be involved in politics. Well, now we're surrounded by filthy sewer stuff uh, that goes completely contrary to all the teachings the Christian church says they believe in. Why does the right? back out of fights we're supposed to make why do we think fighting is somehow wrong or evil what's wrong with us
1: i don't know there's this uh like hippie liberal progressive woke jesus that's infiltrated all of the christian church to where we think he was a hippie look jesus was pretty mean sometimes and he was pretty like forceful and angry at people especially when he saw them taking advantage of vulnerable people right like he threw over he threw out the money changers in the temple what do you think he would do to, to people pushing sex changes for minors for crying out loud he was very specific about how to treat those people and he knew like he i don't know it's it's the, these guys infiltrated the Christian church, weaklings. It's all just cowardice. So we have one on, on the left side, they're evil. They want to do damage and destroy our kids. And on the right, there's this elite ruling class that's just cowards. Luckily, you have these new politicians like Donald Trump, like Ron DeSantis, who are rising up and they're calling out the BS and they're getting rewarded handsomely for it. Um, it's beautiful. It's changing. And we're going to help exacerbate it.
0: Josh Hawley has been getting out some pretty good warnings out there about Joe Biden's Supreme Court pick, Kentonji Brown-Jackson. Apparently... She has a real thing for letting child porn guys off the hook. And I don't mean once or twice. Apparently, this has been the norm for her. She gets somebody who does child porn in front of her, and she just lets them off, if not scot-free, with the lightest sentence humanly possible. And yet the latest messaging out of the GOP is they put out a guide not to attack her too hard. Please tell me the Senate is eventually going to be occupied with more Hollies and fewer McConnells.
1: Oh, I don't know if you've seen this latest crop of people running for Senate this year, but it's beautiful. I mean, they are all brash. You know, they're brass knuckle fighters. Uh, they they're awesome. They're gonna hold these. And thank thank God, by the way, for Josh Hawley. He's bucking the whole system. They're Republican. Like I don't understand, frankly, how we saw what happened to Kavanaugh, who frankly is a Boy Scout, right? Like the guy, like probably never. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too much but he's a Boy Scout and they destroyed him with innuendo and fake accusations and these guys right now the Republican side won't even call out Ketanji Jackson Brown for being soft on people with child porn right this is absolutely this is the highest court in the land and we're not going to hold her accountable because why? She's a black woman in America? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Terry Schilling American Principles Project love you guys love what you do my brother keep doing it. Thanks, my man. Have a great day. All right. It is St. Patrick's Day and next is in the Mood. And as we do every single St. Patrick's Day, we're going to play for you. Maybe the greatest video ever to grace the Internet. So you're going to hang on for that. But first, you mad about what they're doing to kids? These sick freaks? I'm mad about it, too. We have a special coming out. It's coming out tomorrow. Go download the First TV app and become a supporter so you can enjoy our special on demand. The First TV app. Go to slash support right now. We'll be back with Light in the Mood. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And as you may have been able to tell, It is St. Patrick's Day today, and we Kellys celebrate St. Patrick's Day and allow me to speak for every American who may have some Irish blood in them. You appropriate the daylights out of our culture today, and you go enjoy yourself as any Irishman or fake Irishman might, which leads me to lighten the mood. You see, this video has been around a long time. We play it every single St. Patrick's Day, and I can tell you we will continue to play it every single St. Patrick's Day Enjoy the greatest video in the history of the Internet.
1: Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folklore.
0: Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC15's (laughs) Brian Johnson has more.
1: Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I gotta do a look up in the tree. Who
2: else seen the leprechaun say yeah? yeah?
1: Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. And it
2: told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun.
1: we don't get down to the bottom of this. You are yeah, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy, helping to direct traffic, says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This waters off spells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather, who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want the gold. Give me the gold. I want the gold. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. I mean, anything.
0: You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing who, out of it. Who did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good story. Oh, the sketch. Or the my great great grandfather who's Irish. <laughs> All right, I'll see you tomorrow for our special. Freedom. We use that word a lot, don't we? Freedom this, freedom, land of the free, freedom this. But let's always keep in mind that word actually has meaning way, way, way beyond something we pull out on the 4th of July. It means freedom from people controlling you, controlling your life. Government, big tech, everything you care about. Help us fight for it.
1: Visit thefirsttv.com slash support to learn how you can help.